Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, or iHeart, hit that subscribe or follow button. The content shared is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. Welcome to the Imagination Health and Wellness Podcast. My name is Carolyn Scott. I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host and friend, Clement Norris. And today we're going to be continuing our series on prayer. Hello, Clement. How are you today? I'm doing fine, Carol, and I hope that all of our listeners are doing great as well. We are continuing our discussion on prayer. As stated many times, a listener, uh, one of the main questions that was asked was what was the best way to pray? And so we've been talking about prayer, and I wanted us to take a look at 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 8. In this verse, Paul writes, for bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and that which is to come. And I like what Paul wrote there, but we got to make sure we read it correctly. Uh, the Apostle Paul is not saying that there is no benefit or profit in exercise. If you pull out your Bibles and read the verse, you will say, see that he writes, it profiteth little. So there is some benefit. That little benefit is primarily, primarily physical, but it, exercise cannot replace the, the things in life, the spiritual part of our health. It, it, I don't care how, uh, how hard you exercise, uh, it's not going to uh, strengthen the spiritual things in our lives that we need to be have strengthened. That kind of strength comes through activities or things like prayer. We have to pray. Prayer, prayer has to be done like an exercise. Now, Carol, you've made it clear on the program before, you are a licensed physical therapist, correct? Correct. Uh, and as a licensed physical therapist, is it fair to say that your specialty it is is exercise. Yes. I mean, you studied the muscles, the uh, neurological system, mm -hmm. uh, the impact that exercise has on the human body physiologically. I mean, mm -hmm. is that correct? That is correct. So when, when a person uh, exercise, what what's one of the things we have to consider if we want to try to strengthen a muscle? You have to consider the duration the intensity. so duration so when you talk about duration so duration that's of course the time mm -hmm. you spend doing the exercise correctly the amount of time yes yeah so i i, I can't well you take for example um walking uh -huh. uh, especially if i'm trying to walk for cardiac health or i'm trying to walk to lose weight and correct me if i'm wrong uh -huh. but if a person is going to go out and do that uh, if they go out and walk five minutes and come back in the house, they're going to 
Is there going to be any real benefit in that? No, not really. According to the science, at least the way I've read it many, many times, mm -hmm. especially if you're doing it for cardiac health or you're doing it for, to, to, for, for weight loss, mm -hmm. you have to invest at least 20 to 30 minutes into the walk. Mm -hmm. You know, the duration needs to be at least that long. Now, some, some organizations such as the, the Center for Disease Control, NIH, National Institute of Health, uh, the American Cancer Society, if you go back, go look at all of them, when it comes to exercise duration, they usually advocate something in the neighborhood of, of uh, 25 to 30 minutes. But all of them admit that it really needs to be really more in the area of 45 minutes to close to an hour. Because when you go and you start doing the uh, exercise, uh, particularly something like walking, it takes the body a little while to transfer from one source of energy to another source of energy. So, so my point is this here. If we're going to recognize or try to understand that prayer is much like doing exercise, we have to consider duration. We can't uh, treat prayer like the little, you know, two to three seconds, maybe five seconds prayer we do before we eat and i'm not saying don't do your prayers before you eat i'm not saying that at all but we have to make sure that we invest time into prayer there has to be some duration that we invest in the prayer and we have to do that on a regular basis does that seem like an appropriate analogy to you carol yes that's very appropriate what's another critical part of exercising that that one should when exercising one should consider the intensity so the intensity when you say intensity what would that kind of be focusing on intensity usually focuses on how difficult it is in other words yeah. a lot of times I, I, we talk about i'm sorry keep going but I, I keep going but i just i like that when you say how difficult it is but keep going yeah like lifting weights you need to look at the amount of weight the strength of capacity. Uh, I hope that makes sense. No, I, I love, I, I, and I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm still absorbing when you said it. You talked about when you first started talking about the intensity. How'd you say it again? The energy? How did you say it again? Uh, the, the amount of energy that expend, that is expended. Yeah, because we, when we talk about if, if we make that same connection with prayer then intensity matters with prayer also. I shouldn't be at this point where I'm only going to God with, or as Jesus said, vain repetitions, only about give me this and give me that. When we have these, you know, life is full of tribulation. And for some people, the tribulation comes in the form that they want to make, they don't have one or, or whatever the, the situation may be. Could be that you want children and you don't have children, whatever it is. Those things are the intensity that we have. When we look at what's going on here in the, around the globe right now with George Floyd, everything that's coming out of that, the rioting and everything that's just kind of coming out of that, those things should be adding intensity to our, our prayer life. So we should be having the duration and we should be having the intensity. And when we go to God in prayer, uh, just like intensity matters when you're doing 
physical exercise, intensity matters when you're doing prayerful exercise. Mm -hmm. Can you think of a, another component of, of exercise? Uh, the frequency of exercise. So the frequency. Mm -hmm. When you say frequency, what are we talking about? We're talking about how often we do it. How often we do it. I hope, I hope everybody... I hope everybody caught what you just said. How often am I doing it? You know, we talked about in another one of the podcasts on prayer where the Apostle Paul wrote about praying without ceasing. You know, how often are we doing it? Are we just doing it before we eat meals? Do we do a quickie when we maybe get up in the morning? Do we, and this may be a, this might be a good way to gauge it. Do we talk to God as frequently as we talk to a best friend or a spouse or our children or the people on our job? Or do we talk to them, somebody or anybody, more than we talk to God? Are there days or weeks that go by when you can say to yourself honestly, that you had not consciously took any time out to pray, to talk, to communicate to God. Does that make sense, Carol? Yes, it does. So frequency matters. If you want to get stronger, uh, frequency matters. Duration matters. Intensity matters. Let me ask you about this, Carol. Mm -hmm. Does repetition matters? Repetition matters. Mm -hmm. what, what's repetition? the number of times that you perform an exercise within a set. So, so the number of repetitions I perform an exercise within a set. Mm -hmm. If you, if, so if you take something like, and I'm not saying this because I'm saying we all need to go run and do this, but you take something like, and I don't, and I'm not saying it because it's a bad or a good thing. I just think it's a, a, a good example but if you take something like in Islam, I, I think they believe that you should have five sets a day. When it comes to prayer, they believe that you should have five sets a day. When you look in the Bible, if you go and take some time to look at the uh, life of, I believe it was Daniel. Daniel did multiple sets of prayer in a day. You study the life of Jesus, multiple sets of prayer in a day and not only multiple sets but the repetition matter especially when that repetition is substantive it's not we're not doing superficial making superficial comments but when we go into god again there's a difference between going to god with prayers that are intense that are substantive that are real you know we should be able to talk to God the way uh, we talk to each other, Carol, the way you and I talk. Mm -hmm. So these things can make a huge difference. Uh, repetition matters when it comes to prayer. Duration matters when it comes to prayer. Intensity matters when it comes to praying. Sets matter. All those things are critical in strengthening our prayer life and also increasing 
the likelihood that there will be a response to our prayers. So when we think of praying, we, we, I, I think it would behoove us to, to think of praying in the same vein we think of exercise. Just like, you, you know, if you look at a lot of these organizations I mentioned before, you know, CDC, NIH, American Dietetic Association, I mean, the list go on and on and on and on. And the general recommendation is that you exercise for both heart health as well as for weight loss, that you do it most days of the week. Well, if you're doing it most days of the week, since there's seven days in a week, or you would dedicate at minimum four days a week to exercise. Now, they, now they're not saying that that has to be the case. They're just saying at the minimum that you should, that you should do most days of the week, which means you're going to do four days a week. So why can't we apply that same principle to our prayer life? Should we do it seven days a week? Yes. But we got to start somewhere. It's, just like any other form of exercise, we dedicate most days of the week to making sure we deliberately dedicate ourselves to praying, that we make sure we're isolated as, or at least as isolated as possible, that if we have to write down what it is we need to talk to God about so that we can make sure that the intensity is there, that is coming from the heart that it is a contrite uh, prayer. If we do that, I think that connection that we have with God, that connection gets stronger. Things start making a lot more sense to us. Whether uh, the prayer is answered or whether the prayer is answered the way we want the prayer to be answered or the prayer is not answered at all, it, still, it all makes much more sense to us because of the stronger relationship that we have with God, that because that strength, again, the strength is not going to come from the simple act of the praying, but it's going to come from God because when you go through each one of those steps, each one of those steps reflect a principle that's already found in the Bible, principles that Jesus, that he had done uh, his entire life, principles that if we do them, we clearly become stronger. We clearly move closer to God. And we have a completely different view of praying. I don't understand how we can say that Jesus is in us and that he's changing us, but then we don't believe in prayer or we don't consciously uh, make time to pray. What do, what, do you, what do you say, Carol? Well, I think that those were very pertinent points on exercise and prayer and the correlation that was made there. And I think that it helps people to kind of see more clearly kind of how prayer should be done as far as duration and intensity and, you know, repetitions and all. So I thought that was pretty good. And then prayerfully hey, people can, can really get a grasp of it. And you know, one of the things when you, when you exercise, I'm talking about uh, physical exercise. Mm -hmm. You can make everything you do. And as a therapist, I want you to correct me if this is wrong. I, I won't be offended at all. Okay. You, you can make everything you do 
a total waste if you're not making sure that along with that physical exercise that you're eating properly, that you're getting the uh, proper liquids in, uh, ideally water. I've seen studies where they said that, matter of fact, I've seen many studies where they said that when it comes to weight loss, uh -huh. the exercise does not do any good. The reason why is because, and I believe this to be true, the reason why is because after doing the exercise, those people who are trying to do it for weight loss, after doing the exercise, they go eat a lot of calories. So yeah. I can do the exercise and burn off 300 calories. Mm -hmm. And then right after I burn off the 300 calories, I go eat 500 calories. Yes. I mean, what do you think about that? Yes. Because the bottom line is, yeah, you go and do the exercise and, and, and you burn off those 300 calories, you come back and you eat up you know, 600 calories. Well, you just negated everything you've done and then you added exactly. some onto it. So <laughs> Exactly. Keep going. You're right. Yeah. So yeah, you're absolutely correct in that. And, and the other thing that you said about the other things the drinking of the water. That is huge. I work in the nursing home uh, a lot. And dehydration is one of the things that they focus on. Because you can be walking around here every day, exercising up a storm. But if you're dehydrated, that means your joints are lacking the lubrication that it needs. You know, water is hugely important um, for joints as well as other functions. So it's a total package there. You, you got to get it in. And so if you're uh, doing all that exercising, mm -hmm. but then you, you, you're not being mindful about what you put in your body, because usually what happens when those people consume those extra calories, those extra calories are usually coming from things that are not nutritious anyway. Absolutely correct. Like cookies, chips, is it's usually junk food, uh, uh, sweetened beverages. Yes. They go out and burn 300 calories and, 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 you can drink one beverage that's almost got 300 calories in it by itself. So basically you made all that stuff you did almost essentially meaningless, especially as it pertains to uh, weight loss. It's like I did all that exercise and for what? And I'm trying to say this to hopefully uh, make the point, at least I hope I'm being clear, uh -huh. to make the point that if I am going to treat or think of prayer like an exercise, uh -huh. Just like I, I think about my diet, I think about my, you know, normal physical uh, exercise program, uh -huh. but I have to, inc I include prayer into that. Uh -huh. Well, the same principle applies. If I'm doing my prayer exercise, I'm getting the repetition, the duration, the intensity, the, 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 uh, the sets. If I'm, if I'm doing all of that, but then I'm not eating nutritiously. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Right. Because if I'm eating, matter of fact, especially when you're talking about prayer intensity, how can you do prayer intensity when your mind is not working at its fullest because you're not being careful about what you're putting in your body? It's very difficult to do prayer intensity like that. Yeah, it, it, it becomes very difficult. It, it affects your, your intensity. It, it also affects your duration. Mm -hmm. You know, you get a whole lot of sugar in your system. And you're easily excitable. You can't sit still. How are you going to sit still and focus on intense prayer? You want to hurt and get it over with because you want to get to moving and doing something else. Or you take that sugar in real quick and then uh, uh, your body reacts by trying to pull all that sugar out. And then you, you crash 
and all of a sudden you're too sleepy or too tired or feel too weak mm-hmm. to really focus on intense prayer and mm-hmm. duration mm-hmm. because you're drained. Right. And even what you said about the water, because if you dehydrated, that same thing is going to happen. Yeah. You're going to feel a weak. You're going to mm-hmm. feel a fatigued. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're not going to have the vitality that you need for the prayers. It, it, my point is it affects your prayer exercises just like it affects your physical exercises. Can I, can I throw in one more thing, too? By all means. Okay, because while you're talking, I'm just thinking, you know, just like exercise takes discipline consistent exercise so does prayer discipline is the key it takes discipline it take it takes discipline and this is the kicker if god sees that you're serious about it mm-hmm. he will help mold that discipline in you yes he'll help mold that discipline in you if he sees that you're serious about it that you that you are developing a plan if you put all that energy into sitting down and coming up with an exercise routine mm-hmm. the, literally detailing each exercise how many sets and how many reps you're going to do and all the stuff you do but then when it comes to your prayer exercises you don't you just you don't do anything mm. that's the balance yeah and and you got to you got to make sure that you are eating properly getting enough fluids in because that is going to impact both the the physical exercise program and the spiritual exercise program, mm-hmm. the prayer life. Mm-hmm. And so, by all means, exercise. You know, there's some profit in it. When the Apostle Paul says there's little profit, he's not talking about the physical component of it. He's basically saying, listen, uh, well, he's talking about the physical component of it, but he's saying that, phys- that physical exercise is not going to replace what it is we need spiritually. That comes from God. Mm-hmm. Well, some people exercise religiously, but exercise is not a religion. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's a big difference in doing something religiously and that thing being a religion and exercise is not. However, I admit some people treat it like it's a, a religion. Mm-hmm. They have literally made temples out of their bodies. Want to impress it with every curve and curvature and muscle on their body, and they and they wear their clothes very tightly to try to make sure everybody sees that they're impressed with their body. But when it comes to our spiritual health, our spiritual exercise, we tend to want to neglect that until there's a health problem or there's some disaster in our lives. Mm-hmm. But just like exercise is going to benefit you very little if you wait till the last minute before you you wait till something happens before you decide to start doing them. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen it, Crib, you've probably seen it too. I'm sure you have. Mm-hmm. Year after year after year after year of working in healthcare. And every time those people, and I don't usually don't care how old they are, those people who were uh, were active who already had a habit of uh, exercising. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is, if they got cancer, if they had to get a joint replacement surgery, Mm -hmm. and and the studies bear this here out, those people always recover and do better than those people who did not. That is correct. Those people who lived a sedentary lifestyle, who did not give much thought to what they were putting in their body temples, Mm -hmm. those people tend to struggle more, have more complications. Mm -hmm. You know, want more people to feel sorry for them mm-hmm. than those people who uh, 
earlier on in their lives were, were felt a, 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 a compulsion to, to, to try to stay in shape, mm-hmm. exercise, eat healthy, always they, they recover quicker and sooner. Matter of fact, some of them be trying to jump out of the bed faster than you can get in there and get to them. Yes. And, and they, you talking about some, hurry uh, up because I'm ready to get out of here. They're ready to go home. Mm-hmm. Their bodies recover faster. They, and their mindsets are different. Yep. You know, very different. So uh, keep that in mind. Everybody pray, pray, pray. But when you pray, pray with intensity, pray with duration, consider the sets, consider the repetitions, just like you would with regular exercise. Consider all those things. And I believe that you will be blessed. I believe it will pay off. I believe that you will be able to go out and tell people without a doubt that prayer works. You'll be able to tell them that. So uh, we're going to close this particular program. We hope that it was helpful. Uh, If you feel it was helpful for you or that it could be helpful for somebody else, please, by all means, share it with friends or family. Uh, As always, you can leave us a written comment or you can leave us a recording on veganimagination.com. Actually, we prefer the recording, mm-hmm. but, and it doesn't have to be long. You can leave us a recording. You don't even have to leave your name, but leave us a recording, and uh, we love to hear from you, good or bad. Let us know what we can do or what you think we can do to improve the program. We, or we suggestions try to on show topics. Exactly, because we, we try to stay very open-minded about the whole thing. We look forward to uh, coming to you all next week. Thank you very much and goodbye. If you like what you've been hearing on this podcast, go to wherever you're listening to this episode and leave us a comment or visit our website at veganimagination.com. That's V-E-G-A-N-E-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.com where you can leave a voicemail or written comment. Click on the podcast tab at the top of the page. And once there, you can leave us a voicemail message. We would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm.